Welcome to Sprouts, radio from the grassroots, a weekly program that showcases radio production from independent community media. We bring local stories to a national audience produced at a different location every week. I'm not one to necessarily try low-calorie beers. If I'm looking for a beer, I'm looking for it. I'm going to go all in. So the calories is not your driving for the driving force behind why you pick a beer. No, it's not. It could be four percent. It could be fifteen yeah. percent. That really doesn't matter. Hundred calories, three hundred calories, three billion yeah. calories. It doesn't matter. You'll try a lactose laden, you know, pastry, imperial barley wine, you know, barrel aged. Whatever. With, with lactose added at the end, sure. Yeah, more sure. lactose. Oh, Actually, yes. a packet of lactose attached to the can that you can pour into the beer as you're drinking it. Yes, for the full effect. You know what? Now that I've said that, somebody's going to do it before too long. Oh, it's going to be awful. Hi, everyone. I'm Good O'Gow Juliana with Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Sip, Suds, and Smokes is a weekly program that discusses a wide range of topics, including wine, whiskey, beer, and cigars, but pretty much anything that's good in life that's worth discussing. We have 40-plus co-hosts across the globe each week working on our episodes, and this episode of Sprouts is a Suds segment, where we are talking about a handful of random beers we picked up at our local bottle shop. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. Hello and welcome. I'm good old gal Juliana and joining me at the table today is my co-host, good old boy Dave. Hi everyone. I'm super excited to be here. Can you hear me smiling through the microphone? Does anyone else feel the saccharin in their teeth on that one? Wow. If I had teeth, I would. (laughs) That's giving away a lot. I got summer teeth. You know, some are here, some are straight, some are gone. Yeah. Some are. Wow. Missing. Can you ding yourself for that? <laughs> that wasn't the ding I had in mind. But oh, we'll talk about that later. That's a whole different ball of wax. Okay. So today we're going to talk about random beers that we picked up on a recent trip. And really, folks, taking good old boy Dave on a shopping trip for beer is always an adventure. I like samples. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. Most beer stores don't let you sample before you buy. It's not like you can go eat a couple of grapes, you know, from the produce <laughs> section. You, you pop open a couple of beers just to try them out before you buy them. People get a little weird about that. They do. They're a little they, sideways. Yeah, and they make you buy the whole six pack. Yeah. Go figure. Right? Or you get banned for the next, you know, eleven months from that particular days. store. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are we gonna do? Okay. So at least when we go beer shopping, though, I have to admit I can get good old boy Dave to be on his best behavior if I let him pick out a few treats. Treats, 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 treats. I like treats. (laughs) And that's what we're going to discuss today. So before we get into the beer, 
Dave, do you mind giving us the Suds ratings? I mind, but I will do it anyways if we get to drink beer after. Hey, we'll be tasting and discussing these beers and rating them with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. That means don't try to steal them. One, that sucks. Get, give me anything but a bud. Two, was that a belch? Three, ah, what a relief. Four, a body should really not make that sound. I tend to hear that a lot. And five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. Why, thank you. Why, you're welcome. So, when good old boy Dave and I go looking for beer. Which is like always. Sometimes there's a theme, right? Sure. And then sometimes they're not. There well, is sometimes not. we're on a mission. True. You know, a mission from God. Uh, but this time there was no mission. It was yeah. just random... Hey, let's see what we can find and taste and try. Yeah, because sometimes we go and we're actually, you know, trying to find a flight for a show. So we need to find maybe six or seven beers from a certain brewery. We want to try the best 25 New England IPAs that we can find. Um, We want to have, you know, what are the best malt liquors that are currently available? You know, it could be anything. But it's nice to just go shopping and like be able to to see what draws your eye, you know, for a variety of reasons. So in the beers that we picked up the other day, we're going to go through and try them. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about like why we picked out each one, like what caught our eye about it. Malt liquors. Really? Yeah. Hey, it happened. It was a questionable decision. You have to go back a couple years and find that episode. Oh, gosh. Okay. Did you already block it out? I did in many ways, yes. Well, the first beer that we are going to discuss is from Pontoon Brewing. And did you pick this one out or did I? I did. You did. Okay. This is from Sandy Springs, Georgia. And for those of you not familiar with Georgia, it's just a little bit south of Roswell. And this is the first beer that we're trying from Pontoon, correct? Roswell, that's where the aliens are, right? This is Roswell, Georgia. Oh. This Not is where that the, Roswell. Oh, okay. This is where the odd rednecks are found, is Roswell, Georgia. The ones with the big head and tiny bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so Sandy Springs. So yeah, we uh so here's why I picked it out. So, it's, what is it called? The Four Essentials? The Four Essentials. Yeah. So, it's a German Kolsch, uh, which is a really interesting style because uh, anyone who knows anything about German brewing culture and history knows about the Reinheitsgebot, which is the German purity law. Originally, it was three ingredients. Ye, uh, hops, malt, and water. That's all you could put in beer. And that's because they didn't know about yeast. Later on, they added... Uh, yeast to the group so it could be the four essentials kolsch is really interesting style of beer because it's fermented uh as an ale with a little bit warmer temperatures with a top fermenting yeast means it floats on top as it ferments um and then it's 
the temperature has dropped and it's lagered. And so it's done at a much colder temperature, which really cl- cleans it up, makes it clear, gives it a nice crisp finish. So how do we think they did compared to that? I think they did really well. So this is a 5% ABV Kolsch, which I think is right That's along. That's spot right. on. Yeah. The can art on it is great because it's simple. It yeah. just has the four ingredients on here. Yeah. I mean, what more could you ask for, yeah. right? It's the, the can art is clean and crisp, just like the beer. It is. And the website is clean and clear. Do they well. actually maintain their website, which would be interesting? They do. And an, and an anomaly, because most breweries don't, which a, really a lo- ticks me off. Yeah, a lot of them don't. So I'm impressed by that based on that alone. Nice job, Pontoon. You're getting it done. But I really enjoy this beer. I do too, man. I mean, a, a, a good Kolsch should be cereal malts, so you have a nice malt. Uh, malt uh, aroma and flavor, just enough hops to keep it from being too sweet, and a clean finish. You know, it gets in, gets out. Um, it's very clear, has a nice head to it. The body is not uh, too thin, it's not too much. There's a very nice malty flavor and aroma, and yeah, there's just enough hop to, to keep it from being um, too sweet. So, all the things I just said like three times, it hits. It does. I think a Kolsch is a good gateway beer for a lot of people that don't want something that's too hoppy, don't want something that's too malty or too heavy. Yeah. If you're doing like a step up from those low calorie beers, a Pilsner and a Kolsch are the way to go. And this hits all the marks for me. It's good, classy, easy breezy can have a few of these yep. whether you're on a pontoon 5%, or in your backyard yeah. or even mowing the lawn this yeah, is a beautiful beer definitely have a cooler full of these on your pontoon and you're going to have a good day at the lake heck yeah we are going to rate the four essentials from pontoon brewery a four that's that's a great first impression that know? really is well, and that's something I like too, you know, about shopping for beers. You know, when you when you want to try out a new brewery and and you try one of them, that that's usually, you know, the it, you can only you only get one chance to make a first impression, they say. And Pontoon has made a good first impression on us, I think. And I think we're going to need to try some more from them. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Moving on, we're going to move up north. And we're going to go to Longmont, Colorado. So north and west. Sorry, north and west. And we're going to visit my friends from Oscar Blues. We're going to look at the one IPA. one So this is, I have to admit, I got it, first of all, based on the fact that this was something new that I haven't tried. And... The low-calorie beer, beers are unfortunately here to stay for a bit. Now, I'm not one to necessarily try low-calorie beers. If I'm looking for a beer, I'm looking for it. I'm going to go all in. So the calories is not your driving for the driving force behind why you pick a beer? No, it's not. It could be 4%. It could be 15%. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. 100 calories, 300 calories. 3 billion know. calories. It doesn't matter. You'll try a lactose-laden 
you know, pastry, imperial, barley wine, you know, barrel aged, whatever. With, with lactose added at the end, sure. Oh, yeah, more sure. lactose. Oh, Actually, yes. a packet of lactose attached to the can that you can pour into the beer as you're drinking it. Yes, for the full effect. You know what? Now that I've said that, somebody's going to do it before too long. Oh, it's going to be awful. But anyways, no, I wanted to try this. A, the color scheme on it is just really pretty. Sorry, it spoke to me. It glows in the dark, man. It does. It's yellow and green. But besides that, it's a 100-calorie, eight hazy IPA. It's 4% ABV that delivers citrus flavors of orange peel, tangerine, and lemon zest, balanced with a biscuity malt, and presented as a 100-calorie wonder. So the thing about Oscar Blues that I love so much is like Dale's Pale Ale. It's just classy, hop in your face, but not overly offensive. Really good, solid beers that they have been producing for years. Those little yellow pills. Oh, gosh, yes. So to try something like this, I was like, well, I know they're known for their hops. So let's see what they do in a low-calorie beer. And I got to say, this one delivers. Yeah, I mean, it drinks like a 4% beer that's 100 calories. I mean, you can't... You there's can't get away from n- there's that. There's not a lot you're going to be able to do with that. You're not going to get a ton of malt flavor in a big, heavy grain bill because that's where the calories are. What you can get is bright, hoppy flavor and aroma, and this beer delivers that very well. A nice, balanced drink. Um, yeah, I, I'm totally with you. It's it's interesting. The All the 100-calorie beer... 100 calorie beers come in 12 ounce cans versus the 16 ounce cans, which are very prominent. I'm waiting for the first 100 calorie 16 ounce beer or a 100 calorie beer and a bomber, which would probably just be a bottle of water. That's nuts, dude. I know. That's me. Wow. Anyways, we are going to rate the one E from Oscar Blues. A three. Well done, Oscar Blues. I know. That's pretty impressive, right? Well, I mean, they you don't really don't try a lot of bad beers from Oscar Blues. I mean, they've kind of gotten it down by this point. They're very much dialed in. So, and-, and that's nice when you're shopping for beer because there's you can feel pretty safe in spending your money. Oh, true. True. Yeah. But they're one of those, you know, go-tos and... This is just the latest addition to what we already know and have tried many times over the years. So I'm really, I guess part of me is happy that they're getting on trend, if you will, with the low-calorie beer. I think they have to. But another part is they're staying true to what they are. Yeah, no seltzer. We'll be back with more in just a minute. You're listening to Sprouts, radio from the grassroots, a weekly program bringing you local radio productions of national interest. You're listening to a Sprouts edition of Sips, Suds, and Smokes, where we are tasting and rating a mixed group of beer on a Suds episode. Welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Today we're discussing a random group of beers we recently picked up. So far, we have tasted the Four Essentials, from Pontoon. Excellent. And the one from Oscar Blues. Also very well done. So let's now move across the pond 
And this one caught my eye because I have never had anything from Sullivan's Brewing Company, which is in Kilcarney, Ireland. And I don't think we've ever had this style of beer before. And it's Kilkenny. Sorry. So the brewery opened up in 1702. And I guess recently they have made their way to the United States and specifically to us here in Tennessee. So the beer that we are going to discuss today is their Irish Gold Golden Ale. It's batch brewed and packed in Ireland, and this is 5.2% ABV. Cool. I mean, I've had Golden Ales before, obviously, like, you know, um, Belgian Golden, you know, uh, I think there are some American Golden Ales and stuff too, but specifically an Irish golden ale. When I think of Ireland, I usually think of stouts and uh, Irish red. But this is actually pretty nice. Uh, It's very malt forward in the aroma and flavor. I wish it had a little more hop to it, but um, it's kind of a nice break between IPAs. It is. One thing I'm going to say about Sullivan's is I absolutely love their website. Their the story and the history and the provenance of Kilkenny, Ireland, and the beers that they have is really impressive. I'm really enjoying it, yeah. and it makes me want to go there. What do you think Kenny did that made him hate him so much? Well, and name the town after it. Okay, like, let's think about the show. Well, I know, but Kenny didn't is... need to do much to be off. I, I mean, okay. So the color is gorgeous. Yep, very um, clear. It's got a nice little amount of head on the top. Malt, 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 malt. You know. Lots of good malts. It's creamy. It's tasty. I wish it did have a little bit more hops to it, but. If this is a true traditional Irish beer, then it may not because the American palate is a little bit more hop forward, I would say, than the, Ir- than the traditional Irish yeah. palate. Like the only thing I would say, though, is like if there was a little bit more hop where it just had it knocked some of that sweetness off, I could see me sitting at a bar drinking quite a few of these. It's just it's a little it, it would be a little more difficult the way it is now. But I still really like this beer. Yeah, I do too. And I think it's a matter of taste profile. And if you think about what Irish people traditionally eat in the mother country, so to speak, I think this beer lends itself to that. If you want something that's a little bit lighter than, you know, a Guinness yeah. or or something, you know, or something like, like potatoes that. And cabbage. <laughs> yes. Pork and beans. I don't know. Sure. Pork and sure. beans. Okay. Blood sausage. We we gotta get you to Ireland. We gotta, but they may not want me there now. <sighs> maybe not. Kind of ripped on their whole diet. Uh, maybe. Do they eat leprechauns? They do not eat leprechauns. Oh. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure I want to go. You need to stay away from the leprechauns. Okay. Well, the Sullivan's Brewing Company Irish Gold Golden Ale. We are going to rate a three. Good job, Sully. Now we're going to go back to the United States. Coming back home. And literally in our backyard. From Nolensville, Tennessee, we are going to talk about Welcome to the Hoposphere from Mill Creek Brewing Company. We don't really drink a lot of Mill Creek beers, even though they're local. 
I know. But I mean, it's it's kind of hard. You know, there's so many different beers, local and national and Irish, that are coming out and hitting the market all the time that you can't really, you know, even though we buy a lot of beer probably compared to most people, um, you know, you, you can't keep up with what's coming out, you it, know. It is hard to keep up. It yeah. is. And that being said, you go with what's like local and close closest to you. Yeah. And for us to get down to Nolansville, I think that's a little bit. It's a little bit of a hike, but of it's a not hike. too bad. So I know we need to make an effort to do we more should. of that. No, what did, what drew your eye to that can? So this was interesting to me because a we don't drink a lot of Mill Creek, and I wanted to drink some more. And then, I mean, come on, who doesn't like a can with hops on it? Sure. Right. And the hops listed out in bold print to, to let help, you know. To like, help hey, you out. Hey, buddy. Right. This is a can full of stuff. So welcome to the Hoposphere is a triple dry hopped triple IPA with Citra, El Dorado, Nelson Sovin, Rakao. Am I saying that right? Sure. And Matuka hops. 9% ABV. Only 30 IBUs though. Which I find interesting for the amount of hops that's in this. Well, I think what it is, it's it's like a hazy New England style IPA. So they want sweet and juicy, which it's it's got some haze to it. Um, when we first poured it, it was very, very foamy. Um, and it's it's got the citrusy, it's got the juicy. To me, though, when I taste a beer with that many different hop varieties... I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to layer complex flavors that complement each other. For the most part, though, a lot of times I think the hops just start tripping over each other. And I feel like maybe that's what's going on here. It's kind of a muddled hop flavor that's nice, but I would like to see a little bit more of the some of those individual hop characteristics, you know. You can't, and maybe it's just me. Maybe I just can't distinguish all the different nuances to it. It, I will say one good thing about it. It doesn't drink like a 9% beer. No, it doesn't at all. It's, it's soft. It's creamy. But to me, at least anyways, the hops are fighting for each other. And I'm having a hard time with that. Don't get me wrong. I loved layered hopped beers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, who doesn't? But this is just a little too much of the onslaught. And my taste buds are trying to fight to figure out what's predominant and what is not. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, I would, it'd be interesting to try this on tap and maybe we should, we should go try it out. I feel like in the right circumstance, because it doesn't taste boozy or as big as it is, this might be a beer that would get you in trouble though. Like if it was cold and it was fresh and on tap and those hops are coming out, you might think you could drink three or four of these and then, you know, you got to go lay down. Yeah. And then fail miserably. Sure. Sure. Well, the Mill Creek, welcome to the Hoposphere. We are going to rate a three. A low three. Uh, all right. A three. Let's move on. What so are we going to drink next? Next, we're going to New York State. Woo! And we are going to go to one of my 
favorite breweries in, I guess, sort of middle New York? Is that? Well, it's Middleton. Like Hudson Valley-ish? But it's not Hudson Valley Brewing. No, it's not Hudson Valley Brewing. Although, it's only about a 30-minute drive from Hudson Valley. Okay, well. Yeah. Fancy, fancy. We're going to go to Equilibrium. And we are going to talk about their fractal mosaic. Which equilibrium is hard to find after you've had as many beers as we've had today. So, <laughs> Well, the fractal citra mosaic investigates the interplay between citra, <laughs> mosaic, and their slightly revised processes. Fractal citra mosaic pours a resinous, hazy, straw yellow, releasing complex aromas of dank citrus, passion fruit, earthy grass, and tropical melon. And this puppy is 6.8% ABV. What drew me to this, I'm not going to lie, is the colors that range from a chartreuse yellow-green all the way into a deep blue. And that pretty much describes my hair color from time to time. But beyond that, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of Equilibrium. I've yeah. been to the tap room, and they've come down here in collaborations with a brewery or two in Nashville and I really enjoy what they do. Well, and they're they're very big on experimenting and doing new and different things and they're very process oriented too with their the way they do their brewing. Um I love I love their beers too for the most part. I don't know that we've had one that really turned us off and most of what we've had I think have been their IPAs. I would like to go to their tap room sometime. So thanks for ditching me and going up there, but that's cool. You um, want to go up, so there. Eh, well, fine. Make it, make it about me then. That's cool. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. you see my family or fine. you do this. Oh, well. <laughs> that's a, okay, we'll have to talk about that <laughs> offline. But, I, but, I, but I'll tell you, I really like Citra and I love Mosaic. It's my favorite hop because it does all the nuanced flavors and citra lays that nice orangey um, funky base down to let the mosaic play around with it. This is when you do combinations. I think this is how you combine hops to make a really good IPA. Yeah, totally. It's so good. Mm -hmm. So, so good. Um, the, the passion fruit on it is really spot on. The juiciness, you're really tasting like it's not just a beer, but it's also fruit juice. Yeah, as it warms up, it gets even better, man. It does. Yeah. And that's and that's something... IPAs aren't supposed to do that. No, they're not. Well, we are going to rate the Fractal Citra Mosaic from Equilibrium a four. <laughs> well, that's it for Sprouts. You have been listening to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Thanks to my co-host, good old boy Dave. Bye. Sip, Suds, and Smokes licensed theme music has been Maxwell Swing from Texas Gypsies. The Sprouts theme music is Torpedoes on Tuesday by Poison Control Center. Sprouts is a weekly program produced in collaboration with community radio stations and independent producers across the country. The program is coordinated and distributed by Pacifica Radio. Thanks to Brian David. Thank you. Thanks. At Satellite Operations. If you or someone at your station has a radio production that you wish to showcase nationally on Sprouts, contact our air traffic controller, Ursula Rudenberg at U-R-S-U-L-A at Pacifica.org. 
That's U-R-S-U-L-A at Pacifica.org. This week's producer was One Tan Hand Productions. I'm Good O'Gal Juliana for Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Thank you for listening and see you next week on Sprouts. 